beat of my heart. Shadows dispelling with joy, I am telling he made all the darkness depart. Heaven came down and glory filled my soul. When at the cross the Savior made me whole, my sins were washed away. Sing it out, justified fully through Calvary's love. Oh, what a standing is mine. And the transaction so quickly was made. When as a sinner I came, took of the offer of grace, he did proffer, he saved me, oh, praises, dear name. Amen. Heaven came down and glory filled my soul. When at the the Savior made whole. My sins were washed away, and my night was turned to day. Heaven came down and grief my soul. Now I've a hope that will surely endure after the passing of time. I have a future in heaven for sure. turn to page 375, 375, since Jesus came into my heart. What a wonderful change in my life has been wrought since Jesus came into my heart. I have light in my soul for which long I have sought since Jesus came into my heart. Since Jesus came into my heart, since Jesus came into my heart, lots of joy on my soul like the sea billows roll. Since Jesus came into my heart. I have ceased from my wandering and going astray since Jesus came into my heart. And my sins, which were many, are all washed away since Jesus came into my heart. Since Jesus came into my heart, since Jesus came smile, thoughts of joy on my soul like the sea billows roll. 
faithfulness. Amen. That is past the index. 818. Great is thy faithfulness, O God, my Father.
All right, take your prayer list. If you need one, uh, raise your hand. I think Brother Ding has a few there. And uh, we've got some good things to report and praise the Lord about this week. Uh, we had uh, two people trust the Lord Jesus as their Savior this week. Uh, Sunday night after church, uh, Linda Rivera came up and said, Matthew wants to talk about salvation. Would you come down and talk with him? And, and of course, uh, Matthew uh, does not have many of the same problems that Paul does. And uh, we went through uh, the uh, scriptures and asked Paul uh, many que- I mean Matthew many questions, and he said, "I want to get saved." And so we praise the Lord for that. And then Thursday night after the service, another little one came up and told her mother that uh, I want to talk to Daddy about being saved. And little Ruth Ann got saved Thursday night after church. So we praise the Lord. And uh, the best thing that a child can do is get saved when they're young. Amen. And then they don't have time to make all the mistakes that we adults do and mess everything up. And and we just need to pray for them. We had 83 this morning. We had finished the first wall in the basement out of four walls. We praise the Lord for that. And uh, this uh, first month of the year, uh, we had a fabulous missions offering now that doesn't mean take it easy all right uh that means keep it up and uh, we'll be able to have part in other projects we were able to give the missionary that was here this morning a very nice love offering and uh and not uh endanger our monthly uh, commitments to the missionaries we were able to send him away with uh, 350 dollars and so praise the lord for that and uh we uh, can't always take missionaries on for support. We've just taken on a whole list, but if we can give them uh, a nice love offering when they visit us like that, that uh, enables them to go on and continue raising their support and doing the work that God allows them to do. And so uh, we praise the Lord for uh, that. That was extra in our missions giving. We're able to help uh, not only the missionaries we support on a monthly basis, but others like the Campana family as well as when they're coming in. And we'll be having several different missionary families visit us during the year just to kind of keep uh, the uh, fires warm and the hearth warm. And praise the Lord uh, that uh, people are giving so faithfully. And uh, let's just praise the Lord and keep moving. Amen. And so, uh, any other praises to add to the list uh, before we go to the Lord in prayer? Oh, okay. Brother Franz? I just want to praise the Lord for today's message. It was a blessing and it spoke to me and I know it spoke to many people. So, I just praise the Lord for that. Amen. Brother Ted? Amen. Peter. Okay. Peter did the junior church this morning. I think all the kids survived. Uh, Praise the Lord. All right, Rhoda.
Okay, so you got another job that you're not working on Sunday nights. We praise the Lord for that. Amen. And uh, I praise the Lord. He brought me through jury duty without hindering the work here at the church. And uh, uh, I guess you couldn't ask for much better. Got assigned to a jury and they quit and they settled the case before we had to sit there. And uh, so praise the Lord. All right. Any other praises? Want to get them all? Uh, Brother Paul. Amen. I'll take wet versus white any day. How about you? And uh, we'll praise the Lord for that. I mean, that's something to praise the Lord about. I mean, heating oil is unbelievable. We've been, we've been paying out between $800 and $1,000 about every three weeks. Uh, that boiler just loves to suck it up. And so, um, but praise the Lord, it has not been that cold in the winter. Anything else? Okay, let's go to the Lord in prayer. Dear Heavenly Father, we thank you for this time tonight that we can just praise you for what you have done. We thank you for the list of great things, Lord. The greatest is the salvation of souls. And Lord, we praise you that they're young, that they have their whole lives ahead of them to serve you. We praise you for the service this morning, the work that has gone on this week. Lord, we praise you for your provision in our lives and, and Lord, for allowing us as a church to have a part in uh, as many missionaries and mission projects as we do. We thank you for blessing us with people whose hearts are to give. Lord, we thank you that you are working in the lives and it is evidenced in the fellowship and the blessings that we have as we gather together in your name. We thank you that we can trust you no matter what goes on around us. In your name we pray. Amen. Brother Franz. Let's stand and turn to page 817. 817. We've done this before. It's a beautiful song. It's I Need Jesus. I Need I need, I now confess, no friend like him in times of deep distress. I need Jesus, the need I gladly own, though some may bear the load alone, yet I need Jesus. I need 
let's sing this verse with all our hearts. I need Jesus. I need him to the end. No one like him. He is the sinner's friend. I need Jesus. No other friend will do. So constant, kind, so strong and true. Yes, I need Jesus. your Bibles, if you would, and turn to the book of 2 Corinthians chapter 1, 2 Corinthians chapter 1, there better be a piece of paper in here, oh, there we go, 2 Corinthians chapter 1, and we're going to start reading in verse 4, and we're just going to read down Well, let's start in verse 3. It says, Blessed be God, even the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of mercies, and the God of all comfort, who comforteth us in all our tribulation, that we may be able to comfort them which are in any trouble by the comfort wherewith we ourselves are comforted of God. Now, I'd like to try to preach about comfort tonight. Uh, if there's anything that we like, uh, I mean, if you want to uh, just discuss what America is about, it is about personal comfort, isn't it? I mean, next time you go to the store, just look at all of the items that are in the pharmacy that deal with personal comfort. I mean, they've got creams if you itch, and they've got creams if you're dry, and they've got creams if, or other things to put on if you're too oily, and they've got, uh, I mean, uh, there uh, you've got pills to take if you have headaches. You've got different pills to take if you have backaches. Uh, I don't know if they developed toe ache pills yet, but I am sure there must be something along those lines out there. Uh, I mean, they have medicines and things and if I hear one more select comfort commercial on the radio, I think I'm going to throw up. Um, I, I am sure that it is a fine bed and all of those things, but do we have to hear about it four times every hour on the hour? And um, I mean, do you get what I'm talking? I mean, we are a comfort-hungry society. Now, how many of us like to be able to be comforters, to help someone when they need comfort. I mean, do you have that desire? I mean, I, I want to be able to comfort someone. I mean, that's, that is a natural human 
desire to be able to help and care about others. Uh, how many of you got the key to what Paul said, how we can comfort one another in those verses we read? Let's, let's go through them again, okay? It says, Blessed be God, even the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of mercies and the God of all comfort. Now, we like that verse. Amen. Uh, we like to be comforted, and there's nothing wrong with that, and we should have that desire. And it says, Who comforteth us in all our tribulation, that we may be able to comfort them which are in any trouble. How? By the comfort wherewith we ourselves are comforted of God. God says, I'm going to put tribulation in your life. Now, by the way, that Greek word for tribulation, it means the same thing as the English word for tribulation. Uh, it means suffering. It means sorrow. It, it denotes pain. Uh, let me just ask you a, a question. How would you know what comfort is if you never endured any hardship at all? You wouldn't know. You'd have no idea what it means to be comforted. I mean, it's, a, I mean, it's just a wonderful feeling. To be able to pick that little baby up that's crying for the right reason, by the way. Uh, if your child is throwing a temper tantrum, don't comfort them. They don't need comfort. They need something else. They need more discomfort, amen, uh, until the temper tantrum stops. And, and then they can have real comfort. That's one of the problems we have today is when somebody throws a temper tantrum, there's somebody out there to comfort them. Uh, you don't need comfort in a temper tantrum, but when that little baby is miserable... Now, I, don't, I, I was discussing this with someone the other day, and they were talking about some, some children have uh, uh, fevers and all kinds of problems when they're teething. And uh, when Peter, I guess he was about eight months old or so, uh, my youngest brother was graduating college and, and we were made the 10-hour trip from Cleveland, Ohio, where we were living, down to Virginia, where my brother graduated from, from college. And we were ignorant parents. We did not know anything about teething yet. Peter screamed for 10 hours straight. And we were about to lose our minds. We had no idea what was going on and what in the world could get this poor little kid so upset. We thought he was car sick and we thought he was this and that. And, and uh, finally someone introduced us to baby Ambisol. How many know what I'm talking about? Isn't that wonderful stuff? I mean, you can take that and squirt a little dab on your finger and rub it on that sore spot. And all of a sudden, the tears dry up and there's some comfort there. Amen. 
And not only is there comfort in that little baby's life, he's, he or she is no longer miserable and, and all of the other problems that that brings, uh, but there is a little bit of joy in mommy and daddy's heart, not only because the kid's not crying anymore, but because you know that you were able to stop the pain. Amen? There, there's just some, something natural in there. And, and Paul was saying, listen, blessed be the God of all comfort here. He comforts us in all of our tribulation, but God gives us comfort for a purpose, my friend. All the best things of the Bible. Have you ever noticed that? God gives them to you for a reason. He wants you to pass it on. God gave you salvation. Amen? You know why He gave you salvation? So you could stop other people on the road to hell and tell them how to get off. Isn't that a wonderful thing? God has given you comfort in a time of tribulation. I mean, we live in a world that is full of tribulation, do we not? I mean, this world we live in is full of suffering. And... There's some answers out there. There are some wonderful answers. It says, Who comforteth us in all our tribulation that we may be able to comfort them which are in any trouble by the comfort wherewith we ourselves are comforted of God. For as the sufferings of Christ abound in us, so our consolation also aboundeth by Christ. Verse 6, And whether we be afflicted, it is for your consolation and salvation, which is effectual in the enduring of the same sufferings which we also suffer. Or whether we be comforted, it is for your consolation and salvation. And our hope of you is steadfast, knowing that as ye are partakers of the sufferings, so shall ye be also of the consolation. For we would not, brethren, have you ignorant of our trouble which came to us in Asia, that we were pressed out of measure above strength, insomuch that we despaired even of life. But we had the sentence of death in ourselves, that we should not trust in ourselves, but in God which raiseth from the dead, who delivered us from so great a death, and doth deliver in whom we trust, that he will yet deliver us. Now, how many of you know the trouble that Paul's speaking about that came to him in Asia? The city of Ephesus. Remember the story there? As Paul was in Ephesus, he was in the city for a total of three years, preaching and teaching, and not only was he ministering in the city of Ephesus, but people in the city of Ephesus were leaving and going out to other cities to start other churches and other works, and Paul said by the time he was done, all Asia had heard of the message of the gospel of Jesus Christ. And by Asia, what he meant is the area that we now call uh, Turkey today. That is Asia Minor is, is what it is called. And, and that entire area was evangelized with the gospel during that three years. In fact, they brought all the books of witchcraft. Remember that? And they burned them. And they, old Demetrius, 
the silversmith, and that was alluded to in Sunday school this morning, set the whole city on an uproar because they were afraid they were going to lose their money. And Paul says, listen, he said, we were pressed out of measure above strength insomuch that we despaired even of life. Do you get what Paul's saying there? He said, we were so pressed by the problems that were going on in our lives and the tribulation that we were suffering that even life looked bad. You know, we, we get this thing and, and we say, you know, it's, you know, if I can only survive, and Paul says, listen, survival doesn't look that good right now. I mean, that, that is being pressed out of measure. That is being under it, as we say. But I love verse 9. He said, but we had the sentence of death in ourselves. Exactly what we were talking about this morning. Taking up that cross. Being dead to ourselves and our own plans. You know, this idea here is, can you trust God with it? Can you just simply trust God with what you're facing? We get ourselves so worked up that we can't even see straight. Now, I'm preaching with you tonight, okay? I do the same thing. And, and most of the time, we get ourselves worked up about things that just are absolutely meaningless, don't we? Go like this. Or like this if you don't. I mean, we work ourselves up about things, don't we? And Paul is simply saying here, but we had the sentence of death in ourselves that we should not trust in ourselves, but in God which raises from the dead. Now, if we could get our eyes off the circumstances that we face, if we could get our eyes off the troublemakers and off the problems and off the Democrats and off, oh, excuse me, all the other things that are going on today, if we could just take our eyes off of them and put them on the Lord Jesus Christ and realize that it's not my job to straighten everybody and everything out, you know what? Life just doesn't look so bad anymore. Amen? That's what Paul's talking about here. He says, listen, for we would not, brethren, have you ignorant of the trouble which came to us in Asia, that we were pressed out of measure, above strength, insomuch that we despaired even of life, but we had the sentence of death in ourselves, that we should not trust in ourselves, but in God, which raiseth from the dead, who delivered us from so great a death, and doth deliver, in whom we trust that He will yet deliver us. When Paul finished at Ephesus, he was visiting the other churches, and he was taking up a collection, and he was going to Jerusalem. What did everybody, everywhere Paul went, everybody told him, when you go to Jerusalem, you're in big trouble. Don't go to Jerusalem. Paul said, listen, I'm trusting that God's yet going to deliver me from death. 
Now, when Paul got into Jerusalem, what happened? He was almost murdered by the mob in the temple because of lies, something he had never done. He was then put in prison and, and uh, the plotting and the planning of all those things. And they, uh, Paul's nephew, coincidentally, just by mistake, happened to be in the right place at the right time and overheard the plotting, right? No. Uh, what's it say there? In whom we trust that he will yet deliver us. Amen. Paul spent four years in prison. He was shipwrecked. He was bitten by a poisonous snake. He was taken before Caesar's court and released. Amen. The whole time Paul was in prison, what did he do? Kept preaching, writing letters. We have all these wonderful letters in our Bible that Paul wrote. Now, if you had stopped Paul and somehow told him all those things were going to happen to him, probably would have shook him up pretty bad. Isn't it wonderful just not to know sometimes? Aren't you glad God doesn't tell you everything? But Paul is saying here by faith that, listen, who delivered us from so great a death there in the Colosseum, the amphitheater in the city of Ephesus? And doth deliver, he has delivered me in the past all of these times, in whom we trusted he will yet deliver us. And he said, I know there's stuff out there, but I don't know what it is, but God's going to keep me through it. Now, how could you have a more positive and a more wonderful attitude than that? You only get it when you have the sentence of death in yourselves. That we should not trust in ourselves, but in God who raises from the dead. Amen. And we go on here. He says, Ye also, helping together by prayer for us. You know, that's what we're talking about doing here in just a few minutes in this very service. How many of you read the story Brother Morris wrote from Venezuela being held up at gunpoint with that other family and they uh, stole several things there in Venezuela where he is trying to minister to the Lord and no one was hurt. You know why I believe no one was hurt? I believe that's part in answer to prayers that we have prayed right here on a weekly basis for Brother Morris and his family. Paul is telling the Corinthians, one of the reasons why I was delivered is because I know there were some people in Corinth praying for me. And, and I could begin to tell you stories, uh, a story after story of missionaries. I remember the story, it, it impacted me much as just a little child. Uh, I don't even know if I was saved at the point I heard this story, but I remember a lady in our church and... Uh, her name was Faye Davis, and she was a missionary in Ethiopia, and this would have been back in the early mid-70s. And uh, one of my teachers in school, Mrs. Carlson, said, I just woke up the other night at 3 o'clock in the morning, and she said, I just felt like I needed to pray for Faye Davis. And she said, I began praying and praying and praying and praying. She said, I didn't know why until I got a letter, and she was holding it right there in her hand. And at the very time, she had been woke up in the middle of the night here to pray for us in the middle of the day in Ethiopia. And a king cobra snake had gotten through the compound and was in the very room 
where Faye Davis was at that time. And by God's grace, one of the other people in the area was alerted to it and was able to kill the snake and no one was injured. God does that. And Mrs. Carlson was, I mean, you couldn't imagine the joy that she had on her face. Saying, God used me to pray for them at that very time. I got a phone call. Oh, what was it? Just don't remember the exact date, but it was just a few days after uh, we had, Julia had the miscarriage there right after Thanksgiving and things. And it was from a, a, a preacher friend. They're starting a church up in northern Vermont. And uh, his wife called and she said, um, I just had Julia on my mind. She said, I haven't been able to stop praying for her for the last three days. And I, I just wanted to call make sure everything was all right. I said, well, the Holy Spirit was at work here. I said, uh, she had a miscarriage the other day. She's doing much better. And... Uh, Praise God, your prayers were answered. And you can feel the joy over the telephone saying, God used me to pray. And it was a real need. Now, how many of you would like to get that joy in your heart? That God used your prayers to touch someone else's life. Now, be careful here. We're not talking about hooky spooky stuff, all right? We're not talking about uh, premonitions and don't listen to voices. Uh, my favorite one is if there's a voice coming out of the closet, let your little brother out. Amen. Uh, but don't don't listen to. But the Holy Spirit does and is able and constantly, if we'll just listen to Him, wants to use us and the ministry of prayer. And Paul is writing here to encourage us to pray. It says, Ye also helping together by prayer for us, that for the gift bestowed upon us by the means of many persons, thanks may be given by many on our behalf. For our rejoicing is this, the testimony of our conscience, that in simplicity and godly sincerity, not with fleshly wisdom, but by the grace of God, we have had our conversation in the world and more abundantly to you word. For we write none other things unto you than that ye have read or acknowledge, and I trust ye shall acknowledge even to the end. All, as also ye have acknowledged us in part that we are your rejoicing even as ye are, are also ours in the day of the Lord Jesus. And Paul's going to go on and he's going to talk about how that he had wanted to come and visit the Corinthians and God had hindered him. He said, but in the absence of not being able to be there with you, he said, I was able to just simply serve the Lord and love Him. And... Um, So we come here to the end of the passage that we really want to cover tonight. And I want you just to look here. Paul said, listen, this is how it happened. He said, we had the sentence of death in ourselves. We were put under all of this pressure. We were pressed out of measure. 
He said, but we didn't trust in ourselves. We put our trust in God. They said, but you were able to pray for us and that helped us. And our rejoicing is this. We were able to rejoice with you in the fact that you prayed for us. That's going to give you joy. That gives us joy knowing that we were being prayed for. God puts us through times of testing so that we can learn to trust Him. And then we can take what He's given us and pass it along to someone else. I'll tell you, that's what Christian life is all about. That kind of comfort you can't get out of a bottle of lotion or a bag of pills or whatever they have to offer out there. That kind of comfort only comes from the words of this book called the Bible. Let's pray. Dear Heavenly Father, we thank You for this time. And Lord, we just simply ask that You would do Your work in each heart and in each life and that You would give us Your strength to serve You, Your way. In Jesus' name we pray. And before we finish that prayer, what we just ask you to do, if you want to sit there with your head bowed and pray in your seat, but let's ask God to prepare our hearts for the time of prayer that God may use us to pray for others and to comfort others who need that work done. In just these moments of silence, let us pray. And all God's people said, Amen. Sorry about that little distraction there. Let's uh, have the King's kids. Uh, where's... No, okay. They're going to stay here and pray with us. Okay, very good. All right, let's take our prayer list if we have anything to add to the list. Uh, I want you to pray especially for Candy. 
Um, this past week, uh, she got a notice of eviction from her landlord. Uh, we were able to fax that to the judge, get it right into the uh, court officer that sets everything before the judge. And uh, now, don't worry, they can't put Candy out. It's 30 days until they can go to court to start the proceedings. So Candy's really got several months here before anything serious happens. But uh, the ideal situation is going to be that the judge takes the case and finally makes a decision. And uh, that's what we need to pray for. Uh, his court officer, I was able to speak directly to the officer that works for the judge that has Candy's case. He took all the paperwork. He set it on the judge's desk. He said the judge will be back Monday morning, and her file was on top. So we need to lift her up in prayer uh, because that uh, the file is huge. He has subpoenaed all of her medical records from her entire medical history, uh, there's no way one man can wade through all of that information and just, uh, who knows? I mean, it, it's, there's no way you could wade through it and even remember what you read. And so we need to pray that that judge makes a decision and, and gets this thing over with and, and gets Candy the settlement that she needs. And there are so many people that, um, uh, anyway, that's all I need to say about that. Just pray for her. Um, Pray for Jesus Aldegar. He is, uh, has several tests and a visa application. Uh, his mother comes every Thursday night. She works every Sunday and she works every weekend. But uh, she faithfully uh, uh, gives to the church and all of those things. So pray for her son. He's in the Philippines trying to get here. Uh, Miranda uh, Sirota, she's uh, doing much better than she was um, there was some, uh, uh, just some bleeding from the umbilical cord and different things. And, of course, she does have the ongoing issue with her heart. Uh, it's a, just a defect. She was born with a little hole in her heart. Sometimes they heal themselves. They just grow shut all by themselves. That's what you need to be praying for there. Uh, if you would, um, uh, pray for Franz's mom, Jenny. She's the last name there under health. She's going through some really difficult times. Uh, look at our, our missionaries, several new additions there. Uh, let's uh, pray for these uh, different ones that uh, we support. Uh, keep our president in prayer and uh, really pray. Uh, we need your prayers uh, every time you open something like what we've been doing in the basement. Uh, uh, we had one set of plans when we started opening the wall and uh, we had to change everything that we wanted to do once we opened the wall because of things that we found behind the wall. Nothing serious, structural or anything like that, but uh, we had hoped to get another uh, uh, few square feet of floor space. Not going to happen. Uh, we had to uh, beef up what was in there and put in the supports for the uh, movable partitions and all of that. And we'll be uh, uh, continuing with that work. And just the, the biggest thing is we've got different people uh, literally in Canada, in Georgia, and uh, there's a man in uh, the uh, Spanish language church downstairs uh, that does different, going to help us with different parts of the project. And 
you know, you have to have A, B, and C done so somebody can come in and do part D. And so uh, pray for all the cooperation between all the different workers and volunteer uh, helpers and everything that we got going so that we can uh, put that thing together and uh, uh, make, make it all work and uh, without losing uh, what little bit of mind we do have left. Amen? So just uh, pray about that if you would. And um, let me think here. Um, anything else that needs to be added? Uh, Brother George. Okay, so under health, write down Shirley, Brother George's wife. All right, George. Okay. Okay. Pray for George's father. Um, yes, Doreen. I mean, yes, you. I'm sorry. Hmm? Permanent job. Yes, that's right. Doreen, right? Okay, I thought I had your name right. Okay. Put down Doreen under job. Pardon? Unspoken request, okay. And um, anyone else? Uh, Sharon. Okay, Christina Rutherford, you said? Okay, so put down Christina. R, young woman with cancer. Pray for Brother Marshall, if you would. He has uh, pulled some muscles in his back, and he asked us to pray for him. I talked to him the other day. Um, he's almost 73, and he was up on the steep part of the roof uh, trying to clean the chimney. Uh, his chimney is about 30 foot long at least. Uh, and uh, he said he has this little tool that's all in a ball, and you drop it to the bottom of the chimney, and you jerk on it real hard, and it springs open and scrubs the chimney shaft as you go up. So, I mean, if you can imagine holding on for dear life to keep from sliding off the face of the roof and dropping a ball down 30 feet and then, and then dragging it up through the chimney... I, it's not too hard to imagine how he pulled something in his back, now is it? And uh, pray for him. He's had quite a bit of discomfort with that. And uh, he had asked us to pray, and I told him we would. And I forgot to write him down on the list, but praise the Lord, was able to remember that. So pray for John Marshall, if you would. And uh, God would heal him. All right, anyone else? Okay, quite a few here. Okay. Gene Tick under job. Aaliyah? Okay. Okay. Pray for Felix. Uh, Franz? Okay. okay. And then I thought I saw one other. Doreen again. Okay. Okay. Uh, 
Okay. We got Mark's mother. Pardon? Baby? BB. Okay. BB for health. And then uh, Millet, right? M I L L E T. Okay, and that's eyes. All right. Now, the best, okay, uh, Rowena? Okay, Marifay's, uh, Marie, Marifay, I said it right the first time. Okay, she's back, so put, I guess put her down under special. And uh, if you have a phone number or anything we could call her, that would be great. Okay, one more. I thought I saw another hand. Did we get everybody? All right. Now, the best thing to do so that we don't end up with a prayer list that's all scribbled on is uh, fill out those little green cards, drop them in the offering plate, and uh, we'll get them on the prayer list. Uh, and uh, that way they get printed in and everybody has the opportunity to pray for them. All right, let's break up and pray, and then we'll pray together and be dismissed.